Red Scott Todd, September 26th, 2018, the year of our Lord. Coming at you. Last September show, very exciting. Fall has arrived. I don't know if fall has arrived where you are, but uh, the temperatures are getting a bit nipply uh, in the AM. A dropping. Yeah, it's gotten cooler here for show. Highs in the 70s instead of the 90s. What about the uh, what about the lows? That's the real indicator, you know. Uh, yeah, lows in the I don't know, fifties or sixties okay. ish. Yeah, I woke know. up this I morning. That, I don't pay that close. Forty-two. It was forty-two degrees outside. For those of you that and don't know, it got know, up to ninety-five. No, it, it, no. Today was actually pretty chilly. It only got up to like seventy-one, seventy-two. T- tomorrow, this is Denver for you. Tomorrow is supposed to be eighty. Friday, high of sixty-two. So, I don't know what the hell's going on. And then uh, it's supposed to be warm again this weekend, but then looking ahead to the 15-day forecast, um, 70s and 60s are all that's on the horizon. So And we talked about how the 15-day forecast is complete nonsense. Is 100% accurate, uh, or complete nonsense. But yeah, the lows are def- the, the lows are not going to get out of the 40s. It's going to be in the 40s. And then actually towards the end of the 15-day forecast, which is completely inaccurate as we just discussed, 30s. In October, so Whoa. again, yeah, we have lows in the fifties, I guess. Yeah. So now we discuss the weather. Um, <laughs> so kicking raining like a mofo here, though. Raining? Oh, yes. It does not rain here, not that often. I mean, it will, but it has not been raining recently. Um, so wanted to hop right in. Give the Hop. quick recap on my Vegas trip. Easter. As, uh, what is wrong with you? As you know, <laughs> that that's all you associate with Hop is Easter. That's all you got. Sure. Easter. Bunnies. Jumping. Oh my God. What the fuck are you doing with your camera? Such um, a simple right, mind. Ahead. I was scratching my leg. Anyway, oh. <clears throat> so as we talked about in last week's pod, uh, I went to Vegas this past weekend. Long weekend. Left Wednesday night. Uh, and then got back this past Monday night, two nights ago. So just refresh my memory. Yeah, my wife was asking me this. Did sure. you go by yourself, or you went with friends? You didn't go I with met... your fiance, correct? Uh, correct. It was a. It was a. As we discussed, as we labeled it last week, it was a bachelor trip. Oh yeah, that's uh, so right. I just couldn't remember. It was my. Yeah, it was myself and because, two of my buddies. As you that... know, I only I only half listen to what you say. If that, more twenty five, thirty percent. Yeah, thirties like tops. Um, so no, it's two two of my buddies that um, I used to work with. We now all work in different places, but but we all enjoy the uh, the gamble. So for probably four or five years now, pretty consistently, we have done this little trip where we just go out and we do it all on extreme budget. We get one hotel room between the three of us, and um, you know, just kind of make it happen. So- Three people. Do you get a roll away? Do you share a bed, two of you? You know, we talked about the getting a roll away. The person who wins we... the least money, share a bed with the other person we, who wins we the have, least money? We've thought about doing that, too. Um, but we've, we, so we've never gotten a roll away bed. We talked about it this time. I don't know why we didn't. Um, but it turned out that one of my, bu- this was, it was five nights. Myself and my friend Tom were there five nights. Our friend Pete was only there three nights. He got in Thursday and left Sunday. Um, and what ended up Swing happening shit. is, what's that? 
No, I was just wondering if you played different shifts, like if you each took eight hours to gamble. Well, uh, you say that. Um, two <laughs> I, of the I'm nights... I'm not joking. <laughs> I know you're not. Two of the nights, Tommy slept on the floor. We call him Tommy. His name's Thomas in real life. Most people call him Tom. We call him Tommy. Uh, he slept on the floor just because he always offers to do it. I've offered to, you know, switch out one night. I'll sleep on the floor. It's not a big deal. Um, but then... For the third night that Pete was there, obviously the other two nights when it was just Tom and I, we each had a bed, but um, the third night that Pete was actually there, we were out so late that by the time we got back in, Pete had already gotten up and left to go do his own gambling, <laughs> and we just rolled in, and Tommy just, you know, hopped in the bed that Pete had slept in, and uh, off we Wait, go. So, are you guys so uncomfortable sleeping with another man that you won't share a bed? Well, to be fair, no, that's not the problem. To be fair, uh, Tommy is a, a very large man. He was shockingly he did not play football in high school, but he's still he could he's have. like six three, two seventy five. Like he's a big dude. Um, okay. And then Pete, not nearly as tall, but Pete's a little. Pete's the the oldest of the three. Um, he's in his mid fifties, I think. He's uh, I wouldn't call him portly Pete, but he, you know he's a rotund fellow. He's a he's a jolly good fellow. So packing Pete, packing yeah. What is wrong with you today? You doing drugs? <laughs> Todd's on the drugs yeah, tonight, ladies insulin, and gentlemen. But... Could be a rare show. I mean that's a good nickname. You packing Pete? Packing Pete, yeah. Um, anyway, and you know these aren't queen beds. I mean these aren't king beds. Rather these are doubles. So there's just no combination. Obviously I'm a very slight. Slight build, but there's just no combination that would work. Obviously. So um, it'd be a little snug of, if you had two of you. It, it, especially it, it if would it be were very Portly snug. Pete and uh, Tommy. Yes, it would be very snug. So it works out. I mean, it's not it's not that big of a deal. And you know, we get them. I get them. I get the rooms essentially for free. You just have to pay a resort fee, uh, which is like they keep raising it every year, but it's like thirty five bucks a night. Um, but the actual room price per night was zero dollars for four of the five nights because I'm a, a frequent flyer with uh, Caesars Entertainment. So anyway, um, so yeah, went out there Wednesday night. Uh, Tommy was already there. I met him at one of the casinos and we got right to it. Right off the rip, down big. Um, I took about two grand in cash and by and midday lost it Thursday, in the first 15 minutes. No, not in the first 15 minutes, but my Again, I landed about 9 o'clock Wednesday night. By midday Thursday, it was gone. So off to the ATMs I go. Um, I hit up a couple ATMs, to say the least. But I'm not going to go into my full numbers, my full details. Um, but I, I, I will say... Not a net positive, though? It was... I You know, I paid for, I paid some electric bills in Vegas while I was there. Uh, not my own. Vegas's electric bills. But I will say that... Um, that my overall stats, I played for 59 hours the whole time I was there, which on average, let's call it four and a half days, um, you know, it was somewhere between 12 and 15 hours a day, just depending. But there were big chunks of time where I didn't play. Like Saturday, Tommy and I went to a restaurant and just watched the Clemson game. We were there for like four hours. So we weren't playing anything at all at that point. Um, and, you know, sleep was, was secondary uh, obviously, based on what I said about the one night when we got in and Pete was already up, showered, and out the door. 
you know, we average probably three hours a night, I would guess, of actual slumber. Um, and the crazy thing is, only in Vegas can you go that many days and it doesn't catch up to you. Like, when I do that in Tahoe, and I've done that before in Tahoe, averaging three or four hours a night, by the fourth or fifth day, because I'm also skiing, and I'm only gambling, you know, seven or eight hours a night, but I'm skiing all day, it really starts to wear on me. Um, but when I'm just gambling, and that's all I'm doing, and I'm, I'm hanging out in oxygen's rich environments, known as casinos, it just doesn't... Are they oxygen rich? <laughs> Oh, it is it is not a myth. They 100% pump oxygen into casinos. That is Oh, true. I didn't realize that was a myth. Well, I, just I think a lot of people the, think it's a myth. Uh, carcinogens from the cigarette smoke. Well, but see that's that's one of the good things about the fact that I a majority of my time is spent playing poker is every poker room on the strip is smoke-free. So, I'm not sitting there, you know, breathing oh, in cigarette smoke the whole time. Yeah. So it's just um, like the like the other table games and yeah, and Slots everywhere else. That are smoking. Yeah, everywhere else is, you know, you're always walking behind or near or next to someone smoking. But um, obviously the food courts are smoke-free as well. I don't know if that's obvious, but it's true. Um, but yeah, so I, I wasn't exclusively playing poker. I did play some table games, and I I got really lucky this trip. I, I can't remember a single time where I was sitting at a table game and someone in another seat was smoking. Um, did you I, play I just, whatever? What was that game we were talking about last week? Mississippi Stud. Yes, I did. Is that is that a good or bad game for you? In terms of a profit loss sheet, it's a bad game. Yes. It's a very bad game. <laughs> the fact, I mean, the reason that what, I lost so all of my you... cash in the first sixteen hours was because of that game. That's why. What were what were your your more positive? Well, I played. Uh, we played a handful games. of tournaments. I played two tournaments at the Mirage. Uh, and then I played three tournaments at Caesars, and I cashed, of those five, I cashed in three of them, technically. And what I mean by technically is, I cashed in two of the three tournaments I played at Caesars, and let's, then... Let's just pretend people don't know what cashed in means. Okay, so, great example. Thank you, I should describe that. So, <laughs> let's say there were 30 people that played in this poker tournament. And, you you know, there's a buy-in. I think the buy-in for most that I played, it was either $120 or $150. Um, and, you know, you start with a certain number of chips, and when you lose all those chips, you're out of the tournament. And at the end of the tournament, there's, you know, three or four, let's say four of those people out of the 30 cash, meaning all that money that went into the pot, all that $150 from each person is part of the prize pool. And at the end, the top four people split the prize pool. Um, you know, obviously first place gets more than second, second, the third, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, is that so, generally the cutoff line, fourth place? It's generally... I feel like you've played some tournaments where it was like 10 or 12th place right. to get well, your they, money back or something. Generally what it is, is it, it pays one place per 10 players. So 10 players or less, it's a winner-take-all, essentially. 20 players, first and second pay, place get paid. 30 players or 20 to you know 21 to 30 three people get paid and so on so that's generally how it works in these tournaments in vegas so um most of the ones that i played or you know of the five tournaments that i played it was either two or three people getting getting paid 
or caching, which is the reason I described that. So that's that's kind of the definition. So they weren't gigantic tournaments. They were only, a, you know, a couple to a few tables worth of people. Um, but anyway, so I, I technically cashed in three out of five. The reason I say technically is two of the five, I played well enough to get, I got third in one and I got second in another. So I actually earned the cash. The third one, Tommy, Pete, and I, we went to the Mirage. This was Saturday morning or Friday morning. And it was an 11 a.m. tournament, and we all signed up for it. And before we went in, we cross-booked each other, which means no matter what happens, no matter what money we get out of it, if we all three make money, if only one of us makes money, we'll split it evenly three ways. We'll chop it up as an equal distribution. And the reason you do that is you're limiting your, you're limiting your potential win, sure, because if someone were to win it, they would then have to, you know, give up a portion of that money to the other two players. But you also have an opportunity if you don't do well to still make money. So you're you're cheering on the other guys at the same time, um, and it's it's just a way to you're playing as a team rather than against each other. Well, no, you're not playing as a team. Or, I mean, well, and, I mean, you certainly, but you are rooting for them. In, I mean, not cheating like playing as a team. Right. It's not it's not collusion. And you certainly have. The... I, <laughs> you have you have reason to want their success rather than yeah it's called it's called sweating them you're sweating them meaning like for, so for example I went out of the three of us I went out first it started with three tables it got down to one table all <laughs> three of us made the final table and I was the second player out so I got eighth place which did not pay anything and as it turns out Tommy and Pete got down to the final three with this Russian guy. Pete went out third, and Tommy ended up winning the tournament. So I got busted out, did not actually earn any money, but I still made $450 because Pete and Tommy both made money, and then we distributed that equally. Now, obviously you would only do this if you feel that amongst the, th the people you're cross-booking, you have even, even chance. Yeah, even skill set, exactly, um, which we felt so like we did. So How long until they cut you out? Since you got dropped out first, say that. Say that again. How long until they cut you out of their cross booking? Oh well, I don't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Are they better than you? I, I don't think so. I mean, you know, we okay. all have ups and downs. I know. I mean, again, I can I I cashed in two out of the five of them legitimately, so that proves that I'm pretty good. And one of those two, I actually cross booked just with Tommy because Tommy and I both played it, and he got fourth and I got third. So. It really wasn't a big difference. I just I ended up giving him like 50 bucks, I think, was the only thing that I lost there. Um, so, but that was definitely my bet. I should have done that the whole time. I should have just played tournaments the whole time because that was my best um, my best medium, if you will. And uh, that, that in general is more, it's less up to chance, right? It's more skill, people think, anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, definitely compared to any any table game or pit game or anything else on the floor. Um, but even more, probably more skill as well than just general poker cash games as well. Um, because again, if you, you know, if you go down to zero in a cash game, you can just pull, pull out a couple hundred dollars from your pocket and keep going. If you go down to zero in a tournament, you're done. You're out. A lot of tournaments you can rebuy, but you're essentially out. So, um, but it was, that those were fun. I really enjoyed them. Obviously, the the drawback to tournaments, which happened in two of the tournaments I played, is you can play for a short time or a long time 
and end up with nothing. Um, so that's kind of the risk you're taking there. But that's also one of the best parts about tournaments is yeah, your, the point of your losses Vegas, are limited. Chewing through time, trying to lose right. as little money as possible. Yeah. So, so theoretically, quote unquote, enjoying yourself. Yes. And, that, and, and to me, I mean, this will sound silly to a lot of people, but the other thing is tournaments are actually kind of draining, like mentally, especially if you get down to the final table and where it's really, you know, you're, you're kind of close. Like, I don't know if I'm going to make money or not. You know, you could go out on what's called on the bubble, meaning you could be the last player out to not make money. And that's very frustrating because you put hours into this tournament and then you get nothing out of it. The old fourth um, place at the Olympics. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Jerry Seinfeld used to say in his act, the difference between gold and silver is greatest athlete in the world, never heard of him. Like it's a you know split second difference in the 100 meters and then the gold medal, gold medal winner is this national hero, the silver medalist is some guy I've never heard of. So um, similar concept there. But anyway, so I did, I did really well in the tournaments. Um, I did okay in cash games. I had a couple bad cash game sessions that made my overall net negative. Um but I did play well. We played at the Bellagio. I did really well there. Played at the Venetian. I was doing the well Bellagio. there. And then this... What's that? The Bellagio. The Bellagio. Did you watch the, you watch the fountains? Uh, I did not. I've seen them plenty of times. I don't care. Um, <laughs> see, again, that's that's touristy shit that people that aren't no, total degenerates like Tommy, Pete, and I would actually stop and watch, but we, I have no interest in watching that. Well, you said you watched uh, the entire Clemson football game. I imagine the fountains right. are similarly entertaining. Because as we all know, college football's boring. Okay. Yeah, NBA NBA talk coming up soon for those of you that give two shits. <laughs> we'll have a brief NBA conversation. So Speaking of boring. Todd can talk about. <laughs> Speaking of boring, that's right. Wait, have, well are, Clemson, are Clemson undefeated? Clemson is undefeated, yes. Okay, I assume. And today it was announced that our, our starting quarterback for the first three games oh, of the year. I saw he got benched. Ke- and he's Kelly transferring Bryant. or something? Well, he was, he's, yeah, he announced he quit the team. He's going to transfer because he was, it's not that he was benched. He was just not named the starter for this weekend's game. They wanted to give the freshman kid a chance to be the starter for a game. Kelly took they, it personally. Are they playing and, a shit team this weekend? Yeah, we're playing Syracuse. Who, well, why does he who for the record, is the one team that beat us last year. <laughs> but uh, still, he took a... Per- yeah, I-, I don't know. I think it was kind of a silly move. and It it shouldn't impact our season all that much other than now we have a true freshman quarterback. The one thing that scares me, though, is it was nice having two very good quarterbacks in case one of them got injured. Now, if Trevor Lawrence, who's the only quarterback, or, you know, the only star quarterback we have left, if he goes down, we bring in our third-string guy who is good, but certainly not... Good enough. Twenty-seven to... and out of shape. Exactly. Not good enough to. Uh, terrible. Not good enough to take us uh, where we need to go in the college football playoffs and all that. Not twenty-seven. Stuff. I'm guessing. No, not he's twenty-seven. Not a quintuple red shirt. No, I think he's nineteen. I think he's a yeah. sophomore. But Man, that's crazy. in any event. Uh. So yeah. So uh, other than that, I played a lot of hours of Mississippi Stud, which is the one table game that I played the whole time I was there. I was a huge net negative until <laughs> the last day, actually. Uh, my flight, or I, I needed to catch a cab or an Uber about 5 o'clock to get to the airport Monday afternoon. 
And so around noon, I went and found a stud table at my favorite casino, the Cromwell. And uh, I sat there and played for five hours, and I won a lot of it back. A lot of that money back. I won like three grand sitting there. So that was big. Uh, that was a big rush to get me back to not nearly as bad as, as I was. So, but yeah, uh, just dovetail into your next trip. Gave you, gave you that yeah. bug again. You're like, Oh yeah, exactly. this is why I play. So Vegas knows how to do it and lose it. Yeah. I mean, I, I literally was ready to retire from Mississippi stud <laughs> because it was that bad. And in fact, Tommy said when he played his last hand, he was like, this may be the last time you ever see me play this game because as bad as I was doing, he was doing even worse at Mississippi stud. And he was in the hole even more money. So uh, we'll see if he stands to that. I'm guessing he won't because it is a very fun and addictive game. But um, but yeah, it was uh, overall it was a good time. One of the strange things that happens when I, when I go to Vegas at least is I get to the point where I'm only eating one meal a day. You just forget that you haven't eaten. It's kind of a weird phenomenon. Also, your body's also uh, clearly no idea what at, time it is. out of whack because you don't know what time it is. I'm going to bed at 8 a.m., you know, waking up at 11.30 and then having just a meal of some sort. And then I just run on that and Diet Coke and cherries until 7 a.m. the next day. So I don't advise it. it sounds miserable. Uh, I'm sure it does, but it was a blast. Can't wait till next year um, or the awesome. next trip. Let's not talk about it until next year. Okay. Sounds good. Anyway, so that's the Vegas recap. <laughs> Nothing else of, of note really happened. Um. So there like, is no trans. Run into Mike Tyson or anything? No hangover situation. I... <laughs> no, I did run into a, a a D level at best. I didn't run into him, but I saw a D level at best celebrity that you wouldn't even know who it is. So I'm not even going to talk about it. But well, you're uh, not going to give the name. Uh, I don't even know his last name. I'm going to be honest with you. He was his name is Matt, and oh, he I know is Matt. yeah. He was um, one of the Teen Mom stars' oh, God. Uh, boyfriends for several seasons. He has since left the show because he and said Teen Mom broke up. But I saw him at the Mirage Poker Room, actually. As I was watching Tommy and Pete take down that tournament, uh, I saw him leave. So Did you walk up and tell, tell him you were a fan? Fan of his work? Uh, I did not. <laughs> I did not because I was not a fan of his work. But... Uh, <laughs> Maybe next time. Next time I'll, uh, I spot him, I'll slap him five. So um, so let's move on to, uh, again, with no transition, since I, I alluded to it earlier, I teased it. Let's talk about uh, the Jimmy Butler situation that apparently you care about and I don't. So go ahead. Well, I only – so Jimmy, Jimmy Butler plays currently uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves and is requesting a trade – um, Timberwolves, I've heard some, I don't remember the stats, the on-off stats, but they're basically like, I don't know, 15 <laughs> wins better or some more or less with Jimmy Butler on their team. Right. Um, you know, he's, he has some health issues, but he's, he's a pretty studly offensive and defensive two-way player. He's a top um, 15 player in the league for sure. Yeah. When he's healthy, which, you know, yeah, he, doesn't, he doesn't usually play a whole season cause he gets hurt a lot, but. Uh, def- definitely got a, a, a high motor and really likes to go at it, which apparently is some of the beef that he has, like uh, Carl Anthony Towns 
especially is a little more laid back and uh, yeah. Butler's not really down with the laid back so he gave the Timberwolves three teams that he would like to be traded to the Clippers the Nets or the Knicks so the speculation wow. is he wants to go to a big market but he wants to have his own team because clearly the Lakers would be a better team to go to than the Clippers but the Lakers would be the best team of the three by far. It seems like he doesn't want to play with another star. So blah, blah, blah. A bunch of, like, there's been a bunch of the rumors of those teams trying to figure out something to yeah. get to trade for him. Uh, and then all the other teams are interested, basically, in the league. Like, I know the Blazers have made offers and stuff. But there's also a disconnect between Tibbs in the front office and uh, the ownership so, I thought Tibbs was the general manager of the... Of the I think he is. Tib, well, I mean Tibbs and his front office crew. Tibbs would be okay. the coach of the Minnesota Timberwolves, for those of you who are listening and don't know that. But I imagine if you're listening, Correct. you probably know that. Um, also true. <laughs> yeah. They, the, so the owner... So Tibbs said, oh, he's not. we're not trading him. We're going to convince him to come back. And the owner's like, yeah, he's available. So they're taking calls separately and, like, not on the same page. So a lot of teams are confused, oh, like, who they're supposed to talk to. Uh, now, today, I believe, Jimmy Butler has now said that Miami is his number one option. You may have noticed Miami was not on the list of his three preferred teams before. So, right. I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I like Jimmy Butler. I'm, I'd am i actually be down with, the, again, going to take it from the Blazer angle. I'd be down for us trading C.J., for uh, Butler and some other, they want apparently they want to get a, rid of uh, Georgie Dang or however you say his name. Lots of consonants yep. and stuff mixed in there, yes. but because he has a, not a great contract, um, okay. so we have some pieces that we could swap out. Um, you know, people on the Portland fan side don't want to give up CJ because he still has two or three years left on his contract. Jimmy Butler probably would not agree to re-sign in Portland. I say risk it because no. the backcourts, you know, it's only going to take us so far. So, I mean, if we if we make it to the semis or the Western Conference Finals, maybe we resigns. If not, we're going to sort of need to blow it up anyway. So, right. Anyway, but there's the other side of me. You know, I was talking to my friend Kurt, who is also a longtime Blazer fan. He's like, that yes. guy's a head case. I don't want him on our team. We're not going to get him to resign, which I see that point, too. Like, he does seem like kind of a whiner. Yeah, he, he wanted true. out of Chicago. Now he wants out of Minnesota. I mean, I I know it's because he plays hard, but, like, is he – he for somebody who's who plays around 65 to 70 games a year, you're like, take a, take a step down for a second, buddy. Like, if you can't play a full season, maybe you shouldn't be demanding everything of this. Like – He's a great player, but he does get injured a lot. Yes. So is he is he trying to ask for one of the max deals? Uh, unclear because like. Okay. You know, I th- whoever if they tra- assuming they trade him, which it's every- all indications are they will. I think that team has bird rights and they can give him the bigger max. So yeah. if he were if he were traded to someone like Portland or Milwaukee or any other team that is not on his preferred list, he would be giving up whatever 40 or 50 million bucks if he didn't re-sign with that team i mean right. I, don't, I don't know what the actual number is but a substantial amount of money because the other yeah. teams would not be able to offer him the 
the larger Max. Um, so who knows? And then he's also turning 30, so do you really want to give him a Max deal? And when, when he is not has not been super healthy, he's had some injuries. Like he might be good for three more. I mean, he might be great for two or three more years, and then then you'll be paying him decline. 30 million dollars a year for hopefully a bench guy or something. That's the silly part about a lot of those contracts is they're so back end loaded that I mean and you know I mean you're just you'll just be dealing with like a mellow situation. I mean yeah, granted. Perfect example. Twenty eight million this year. Jimmy Butler Stop. is definitely a uh, a better two way player than Mellow ever was, but I mean Mellow's was a better pure scorer at his peak. Newsflash, newsflash. So I'm a better two way player than Mellow ever was. <laughs> I, I actually like have played away. defense in a rec <laughs> league, so. okay? Therefore, I qualify as a better two-way player than Melo. Melo's the biggest Olay. He's, he's the biggest matador in the history of the National Basketball Association. I, I think you might be stretching it a bit to say that you would be a better two-way player than Melo, though. I didn't say I'm a better basketball player. I'm more of a two-way player than Carmelo Anthony has ever you been. You might give more effort as a two-way player. I'm just saying. 100%! Even at, yes! Even, even at zero effort, I think he would be a better... Because he's, what, 6'9", six, 6'10", six, better defender than you on most right, NBA you're bodies. Missing, you're missing I know. I'm, just, I'm saying slow, <laughs> slow your roll, buddy. You're not gonna, You're not better okay. than Melo at defense. Even. Even, even at age 39, I feel like I could... Uh... <laughs> Put uh, put a little more out there on the court than Melo does, and from a defensive. You'd be lying on the ground like Steve Nash with your back issues. I take charges, son. Yeah, I would be lying on the ground like Steve Nash. Yeah, you take charge. You take a charge like uh, Blake Griffin got laid out by uh, Andre Miller. When the... Oh, do you remember that play? Another great moment in Blazer history. Andre Miller, the hey. longest running tenure of any. Uh, any player, he had played like 500-something games. Blake Griffin pissed him off. He runs the full length of the court, just lays into him because for no – well, not for no reason. He had been like yeah. elbowing him and stuff. Gets suspended yeah. for a game and ends his like 500-game straight consecutive streak yep. that he had going. I love Andre, Andre Miller's a beast. He's a small guy, but he's a bull in a china shop, man. When he gets some speed going, watch out. Also He'll the best alley-oop passer ever. He may be. Also, he played in Utah for a long time, so I just give him props based on that. Um, I think he played pretty he much played everywhere. Too. Yeah, he's he's quite the journeyman. Um, okay, so so if you had to pick now, where does Jimmy Butler end up, and when does it? And when does uh, this happen before the season starts? Before preseason starts? Yeah, I mean, I think it could happen. In, I think it'll happen in the next week if it happens. So okay. the other the other wrinkle is. Uh, the Kings have offered to get involved to take some of the contract, the shitty contract money, because uh, they're obviously going to suck. But they want to get future assets, so they're like, "Give us of some course. picks, and we'll take your bad contract." Yeah. Um, so they could help facilitate a deal. I mean, if who knows? Before he had listed those three teams, and people were listing Miami as a possible trade partner because, for whatever reason, Pat Riley. I don't yeah. know. But uh, they they weren't on his list of teams. Now he's saying it's their number one team. So it doesn't feel like he's completely decided. Like, I think you could convince him to come to a team like a Portland if he felt like they could be top, you know, a home court advantage, top four seed in the West or something. I mean, yeah. in the East. Yeah. Almost any team you could bump up to top four seed by adding Jimmy Butler. It's interesting. <laughs> 
It's interesting, though. Yeah, it's true in the East. <laughs> it's interesting, though, that he is publicly stating that essentially, unlike all these other players, his main priority is not to be on a contender because he's mentioned the Clippers, the Knicks, and the Nets. Yeah, none three of which terrible are teams. Close to, yeah, terrible teams. But instead, the focus is, I want to be the number one option. I mean, he didn't say that, but that's certainly the indication. Because He said it without, yeah, he said it I mean, without saying it, that, but that's crazy. Absent the Knicks, who have uh, Porzingis, who, I mean, I yeah. think he would be more of a, be more of the leader, just because Porzingis seems a little more reserved, and he's, yes, he's a five, stretch five, whatever, it's just not a position right. that you really right. run the team through. He's not a, in, he's not a court leader, yeah, historically, exactly, exactly. so. Um, yeah, it's it's weird. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't want to play for the Clippers or the Lakers, but I definitely wouldn't want to play for the Clippers right now. Like their right. team is just garbage. That's a jacked up organization. The, the Nets are sort of on the way up, but they've been down for a very long time. So, but see, the Nets are—you never know what you're going to get with the Nets. I mean. Yeah, they they they, they kind of worked their way up for a little while, and they fell quickly, and they worked their. I, I don't know. They they can't get over a hump to where they're actually a contender, and that's that's been ever since Jason Kidd left sixteen years ago or whatever. This was the last time they were really relevant. But I mean, all the Prokhorov stuff was a big black hole for them, and now they're sort of getting out of yeah. that. They traded away all their picks for a long time. Yeah. Now they're sort of like sort of climbing out of that hole, which Jimmy Butler could definitely accelerate that process, but they're not, they're not, I mean, I'd say they're, I don't know, fringe playoff team again in the East, which is not. Yeah. Like you said, whatever team he goes to in the East (laughs) is instantly in the playoffs. It's just, it doesn't matter where they are now. They can be an eight seed. Everybody is eligible for the eight seed in the East and the seven and the six and maybe the five. It's, you know, it's, it's Boston, it's Philly and it's everybody else. So, Oh, don't forget Toronto. And Toronto. Well, yeah. That's another team it's... that people are saying should try to get him because you got Kawhi, Kyle Lowry, and uh, Jimmy Butler could be pretty. They could make some well, noise in the East. Well, and from obviously. a li- from a lifestyle perspective, he could live in Chicago and he could live in Minneapolis. He could live in Toronto. So, I mean, Toronto is a great city. I've heard. No, it is great. I'm just talking climate. A lot of guys are like, "Fuck oh, that! Yeah, I'm yeah. going to Toronto <laughs> in the winter." What are you nuts? Um. But he could, you know, he could pull that off. And I know it's they're all in temporary housing. They all have houses in Miami that they live in during the off season. And yeah, just, he's got. I'm sure he's know, got rent. several homes in California. Yeah, exactly. May as well. Uh, another quick note from Media Day: If you haven't seen the Kawhi Leonard interview where he laughs, you should I check did. it out. He was chuckling awkwardly. Yes, <laughs> it's the most weird laugh in the world. Yeah, I, I saw that it's, this morning. It's, on like, it's, like, it's almost like, like he's like head. revving up an engine where he's like, uh, uh, uh. Yeah, he's yeah. such a weirdo. <laughs> it's a really strange dude. I mean, future Laker 2019, but I, I'll, I'll take him as a player, but just don't let me watch him do any interviews post-championship. Yeah. I like you better as a silent, strong, silent type Kawhi. You don't need to. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I'm sure he'd prefer that... that too. I don't think he likes doing interviews, clearly. That's why he played in San Antonio for his whole career, because he never had to do any interviews. Plus, he had other great players who could, you know, take the heat, if you will, and answer those questions. But now he's clearly the the alpha male up in Toronto, so he's got to do his Sesame Street laugh, freak everybody out. <laughs> Basically how I saw it. <laughs> Very weird. We're not, ado- we're not adequately describing how weird his laugh is. 
No, just check it out. Just look I mean, up it's Kawhi just the, Leonard, it, Toronto Raptors interview or something. The, the funny part thing. is before yeah. he laughs, he's like, you know, I'm just a, I'm a fun, fun loving guy. I like to have fun and, and laugh. And then he, he laughs and it's like, it's like a horror movie clip or something. Yeah. It's really weird. Every journalist like stops writing and looks up. And, what the hell? <laughs> what was that? I don't know what to make of this. All right. So answer the question. Where does he, where does Jimmy Butler end up? I don't, I mean, I could easily oh, see him. Put a bow on this. Uh, I could easily see him going to Miami. I mean, I don't. Miami to me is like never going to be they don't have the pieces and he and if he didn't like Cat I can't see him getting along with uh, Whiteside yeah Whiteside's even more of a head case than he is maybe so I I don't know I mean you're welcome to come to Portland Mr. Butler for a year and if we can do it without losing CJ that's even better we would definitely be a kick ass team if we could have those three I don't see how that's possible, but I appreciate I mean, the enthusiasm. I mean, well, I mean, think about what they traded for uh, Paul George. I mean, it turned out to be good with uh, Sabonis and uh, the crooner, whose name I can't remember. Oladipo, like those guys turned oh, out good, but yeah. Oladipo likes to sing. <laughs> have you heard him sing? He's a good singer. I um, have. He's very good. He is very good, yes. Sang before the dunk contest that one year. Um, I know. I saw it. But, I mean, that's everyone I thought it. they got fleeced, so... As as they sort of like he said he's not going to play for Minnesota. So as they get more desperate, maybe they maybe yeah. they really want a Myers Leonard and an Evan Turner. I mean, we'd be happy to to I'm give sure you, you those would. guys <laughs> if they actually took those two. I seriously question Thibodeau. Should have broken. Yeah, exactly. Myers Leonard. Wow. I mean, he's a gigantic man. He's the legend. That's his nickname. And that's all I'm going to say. That's his nickname? The legend, yeah. I think he has a tattooed on his bicep. I mean, he's fucking ripped, too. He's just... Yeah, he's huge. It's yeah, just, it's, he should... so, it's so sad to watch him play. It, sure, it certainly he's, is. He's got all the physical times. gifts in the world. <laughs> he just, like, cannot get his shit together to be worth anything. Well, that's the, the crazy court. part, is how can you not be coordinated when you play four feet and in? It's like, not even on, it's Myers. not even coordination. He's just like he always seems lost. And yeah. he likes to shoot threes. Which he, he's not a bad three point we shooter. It just takes him like forty five minutes to wind up. What's that? And shoot his three. I said he's not a bad three point shooter, it just takes him a while. He, yeah. he needs he can't have anyone in his face because he's gotta like Well, the same thing with same thing with Brooke Lopez this past season for the Lakers. He's got a big wind up too, but he was only taking wide open threes, but he was actually a good shooter. When no, open, My- was... Myers is a good shooter. He actually is a good Does shooter. Does he have a good just... percentage? Yeah. He shoots like 40% from three. But, I mean, he doesn't play a lot, so it's not it's yeah. a small sample 40%. size. He was 40% from three last season, four out of ten. That's what he did. I so. think, like, two years ago, he was his stats were basically like the 40-50-90 club. And wow. I think he met the minimum threshold. He was like... He did. I was about to say, but he didn't qualify. No, no, he was. I think he was there, but it was like he was one percent off on one of them or something. Hmm. One of those stats look good then in basketball lore. The legend. The legend. But not quite statistically, for that sole reason that he missed. He didn't take enough free throws. Um. All right, so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see where Jimmy Butler ends up. Jimmy Butts. Jimmy Butts. Um. I just want to do a funny voice, so we're gonna we're gonna skip back up to the second story here. Okay. Um, 
because it was announced yesterday that the Cows uh, got um, three to it was three to ten years, which I thought was an interesting. Yeah, that's a weird sentence. Kind of window there um, for all of his. I guess we can stop saying allegedly now. For all of his uh, the convicted his, his raping. Yeah, his his sexual assaults that he perpetrated against multiple women using whatever roofies were back in the 80s. I don't know. Um, so it's funny because, you know, I'm, I'm looking at Facebook and Twitter and all this, and some of the funniest comments were people trying to bring to reality the fact that Dr. Huxtable was not convicted. Bill Cosby was convicted. Because everybody's like, how can they convict Bill Cosby? It's like, well, because he's a guy. He's, you know, Dr. Huxtable was somebody played on TV. That's the one that everybody loved and, uh, you know, led into their homes during the 80s. Uh, he even made our list as a somewhat honorable mention if we took out the fact of his improprieties. Oh, uh, yeah, we, we did which not. Apparently, yeah, which apparently occurred during that time, during the Cosby show, I think. I don't know. I don't I don't have any details on this at all. I just no, he's, he was out. doing it basically his whole per- professional career. His whole uh, career, okay. The, whole, the two headlines from the New York Post and the New York Daily News were Cuff Hugstable, and J-Lo, which I thought was a good one. The Pudding Pops! <laughs> you want to lick the Pudding Pop, or would you want to lick something else? This is the Kyles, you'll see. I, I mean, it's not that's funny. I'm saying. He's a terrible human being. No, that's fine, but it's funny when I, when was... I do my voice. <laughs> yeah, that's that's also terrible. That's almost what was um, What was the thing that he did uh, with the marker that made the noise? Like Picture the pages? Thing? Picture pages. Well, I actually, I actually picture received pages. picture pages when I was a kid. In you the did mail. what now? I received picture pages as a kid Oh. in the mail. I think we stopped getting them by the time you rolled around. but Probably. Uh, they were a little like... But the, the basically... best part of picture pages was the the B pen that made yeah, the noise <laughs> when you wrote <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the marker. Absolutely. That was definitely the best you part. You see, you take the pen and you draw the pictures... Rudy, uh, Theo, uh, come Rudy on, other cows. Rudy and Theo were not around during picture pages. <laughs> Time to get your crayons and your pencils. Time to get your crayons and your pencils. Come on. Yeah, anyway. see, you remember the Any theme thoughts? song. Uh, I mean, no, I remember watching it for sure. I hate that he's a terrible human being because I did love the Cosby show, but I think it's a good thing that he's going to jail because he's an asshole. I mean, you do bad things, you should pay for it. Obviously. Yes. Does that mean I'm going to stop watching the Cosby Show reruns of BET? No. Can't, it doesn't. Is it, is it even on anymore? I Hell assume yeah. it's on. Well, I, I don't, I don't know now, anymore. but I mean, I think it's been six months ago it was on. I saw it on BET. Oh, really? Huh. Interesting. So. Um, they were saying that he's like blind now and he has to walk with a cane. He's like 81. Yes. I so read that too. I assume he's going to die in prison. You think he's going to die in prison? I would assume so. I mean, if it's if he's yeah. serving ten years, I would say the chances are pretty high. Yeah. If he's serving three, maybe so. not, but he'll be close to it by the time he gets out. He'll be completely blind at that point. Hey, uh, Felicia, you're an attorney. Can you come get me out, please? I'm the Kyle's. So bad. <laughs> terrible. Come on, you do a cause impression. Go. No, I don't. I don't want to embarrass myself by trying to do it. A doodle doodle doo. Hey, Rudy. <laughs> I, 
I need to I need Leo. to watch him, but now it's now it seems inappropriate to even watch old clips of him. Everybody no, does doesn't. sort of the same thing. I feel like I need to watch him and really get into the character, but I don't really want to do the character do him because he's a terrible human being. Oh my god. <laughs> Have fun. Come on. You think I do you think I think this is a good impersonation? Because it's not. It's just me saying Jello and Puddin' Pops and Rudy and Theo over and over again because I'm the cows. <laughs> he doesn't have a, a cold. Hey, Rudy! <laughs> oh, <boy>. Theo! <laughs> I, I don't even remember the other kids' names. That's all I can say. There was, uh, was Vanessa. Wife, was Felicia... Vanessa, that's right. Claire. That was terrible, but his Claire. wife's name was Claire. First of all, yeah, fuck you. That was the worst impression <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Well, I was, I was impersonating, I was impersonating you, Claire. you impersonating him. So, I mean, my... Copy of a copy. Was he was always trying to get orange soda and a hoagie and put chips into it, and she was always trying to catch him and stop him from doing right. that. On, he, you know, does, he did like eating Huxtable. late night. He, yeah. He'd get out the cake I mean, the and everything. The thing is, and... everyone does the voice, but I feel like it was more sort of his facial expressions that you could impersonate. It's sort of like making the little... Oh, yeah. Well, uh, a doodle-doodle-doo. Yeah, that, 100%. But he didn't say doodle-doodle-doo when he did that. You don't know that. He may have said doodle-doodle-doo. Well, on, on TV, in... he did not. One of the lost episodes that you never saw. Yeah. Anyway, so the Kaz probably going to spend his last few days uh, behind bars... Uh, how the mighty have fallen with some of these uh, celebrities yeah. that get later in life and get found guilty of things. O.J. Simpson obviously comes to mind. Although, to the best of my knowledge, Simpson is now playing golf in Florida again. So, good on him. And, but, uh, I mean, well, I mean, the thing with O.J., though, wasn't like a, a long-standing pattern of murders, right? It was just the one time, as far no, as we know. Was, yeah, it was just the he's, one brutal murder of two people that he was not, not convicted of. He's not like a, a serial killer or anything. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are you perpetrating the idea that O.J. is not as bad a person as the cows? Uh, yeah, I think so. Wow. Okay. I mean, have you seen, like, you the number he, you of women? You know he women? murdered two people, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm not no, excusing that, what? but... <laughs> it's he. What I'm saying is I mean, O.J. wasn't a serial predator. He got right. pissed off and killed somebody or somebody's. Allegedly, we, he has not been. Uh, I guess he was found <laughs> guilty in a civil court, but uh, I think we can speculate beyond allegedly at this point. But that's fine. That's fine. We don't want to get the robot fit, network uh, quit. in trouble. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. Oh, dear Lord. Anyway, so the guy's getting put away. Uh, by the way, I, I almost forgot to mention it. Tonight's uh, show is sponsored by Putin Pops, <laughs> made by Jello. They are delicious. Jello. Come and lick one with your friend. Jello, oh exactly. He's going to make Puddin' Pops in, in Jello. Uh, so, anyway, so that's an update there for those of you that didn't know. The cows. Um, so, let's move on to. Guilty. Eat, that Don't even try. I don't want to hear any more about it. You, you're right. You should not have tried. You're the I worst. Did, I didn't try. I, I could do a better one, I think, than you, but I'm okay. just having. I need to. I need to get you into need to character, practice? do some research. Okay, I'll give you six months. Turn okay. on BET and just leave the TV on BET. You'll watch some Cos. <laughs> you think BET only shows old Cosby shows? Yeah, they got mad respect for the Cos, so they're just showing 
Cosby Show and, and oh Martin reruns. That's all they do. Do they show um, Martin reruns? They do. I saw it the other day, and I turned it on because Jamie had never seen it, and I was like, "You got to watch this." It's one of my favorite sitcoms. We watched about three minutes, and she left. Wait, the room. Martin was one of your favorite sitcoms? Was that in your top ten? I loved Martin. I think it was honorable mention. I don't think it was. It wasn't in my top ten, but it was definitely or top honorable five. Mention. Why was it an honorable mention if it was one of your faves? Because there were others that were better. I don't know. Uh, I'm just curious. It was just it was good. It was a great so show. So we have some listener like, feedback. Like so many other shows. Speaking it, of the 90s It was sitcoms. just that right time. Yeah, exactly. Uh, should we should we get okay. to that? Anyway. Since we're talking about that? Yeah, let's do that now. Yeah, let's do that now, and then we'll close um, out with uh, the music. So I, I got some feedback that I shouldn't have anything <laughs> against JTT, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, because apparently I was shit-talking him <laughs> in the episode. <laughs> You were hardcore shit-talking JTT, and I tried to defend him. I said he's a Tiger Beat legend, and you didn't believe that, or you didn't want to believe that. So thank you, whoever gave that feedback. Where did this feedback come from? Was this Twitter? Uh, no, let's, let's this is a, a text from a, oh. a friend of mine who remained nameless. Let's just say... An ex-friend? Okay. Uh, we would call him Slam. You and I would. Oh, okay. Da, da, da. Got it. No, because his last name is Duncan. I know. Anyway, um, let's see. So some some suggestions he listed for sitcoms from the '90s that we left off, and I believe we mentioned this. We didn't mention okay. the second one. He said Spin City. I think we mentioned that show. I feel like we did I just, talk about Spin City. I yes. didn't watch it, so I I didn't have a good baseline. He also mentioned Sports Night, which I have seen a few episodes, and that was good. But again, it wasn't a show that I watched all the time. I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, I believe Sports Night was a show that had the boyfriend from Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter. Oh, yeah, definitely. He was okay. one of the lead anchors. I forget his name because he's forgettable as an actor. But He's yes, from Baltimore. I, I watched a couple he's of He's from Baltimore. Then. Is he? Yeah, I saw him in Baltimore, like hanging out. And I told people, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's from Baltimore. He hangs out in Baltimore. And I was like, wow, that's weird. So his career is over. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> And Why would he, he still be there? And then he also said Married with Children was hilarious, and, I, and that's bullshit. That show was terrible. Sorry. Two things on Married with Children. I, extremely popular show, but it's for it was only for two reasons. And they were the right and left breasts of Christina Applegate. I'm sorry, oh, come on. but that's why that show was so popular. It is. There's no debating it. I'm not saying that <laughs> I liked it for that reason, but it was a very crass show. It was early Fox. I would actually, even though I'm sure it ran well into the 90s, I would consider that a late 80s sitcom. I bet that um, ran into the 2000s. That show ran forever, I think. You looking that up? All right, yeah. Because my internet's very slow. Um, but seriously, that show, again, there were some episodes that I thought were pretty good, but I was. It, I, that's why I think it was an 80s show, because I was so young, I was like, I shouldn't be liking this. Like, this shouldn't be funny to me. I know I shouldn't be watching this. I know my parents would be upset if they knew I was watching this. Eh, but it was yeah. all about... it. it totally launched Christina Applegate's career because she was the hot teenage daughter who especially in later seasons every time she walked onto the show onto the set much like Norm and Cheers the whole studio audience just you oh know, yeah cat called I forgot about that and that was and like the purpose of the show most of the jokes were about how she was sort of like dumb and slutty if Dizzy I remember and slutty. correctly exactly. 100% yes uh, so it ran from 1986 to 1997 to 97? Oh, my yeah. God. It probably jumped the shark in about 92. <laughs> it's 
So again, I, 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 think, I would consider I think they that had mined all of their material in like, yeah, 90. Yeah, maybe. the first two seasons. Yeah, I, I never cared for that show. And yeah, I guess you could argue it was straddling the uh, 80s and 90s. The time frame. Yeah, sure. There are shows that went both, both, both decades. But the interesting thing is, I forget his real name, but Bud, Bud Bundy, the son, I think he went on to become a pretty successful, like, Disney show director hmm. or something. Like, I know he did, he did other acting work, but I think he's, he's more behind the camera now because he was never a, a suave debonair guy. He's like five foot four. He's a tiny yeah, man. He's but pretty short. I think he still has a pretty successful career, but it's doing like more children's television than, um, you know, popular sitcoms or things of that nature. So, David okay, Mar- Faustino. Uh, that, David Faustino, that's right. Married Children, that's I. That that show crossed my mind, but I knew you wouldn't have agreed and wouldn't have liked it, and I was like, I, I never. It was, I was never a huge fan, but I mean, there were times that I watched. I think I had friends in high school that that liked it a lot, so I'd kind of watch it just to you know join on those conversations. I feel like it was a show that I watched like five minutes of, and I was just like, it's terrible. Yeah. According to this, he minutes, but... only has one director credit. Oh, okay. According yeah, to IMDb. You know, I, I am thinking of somebody else. I know exactly who I'm thinking of, too. It was uh, Wayne from The Wonder Years. He oh, went on yeah, to a yeah, successful yeah. directing career. And I'm mad at myself for forgetting his name as well. But um, that's when I was, I was... What's that? Yeah, exactly. I was getting him and, and Faustino confused. So It's interesting. Like, um, if you look at Faustino's headshot, he actually looks younger in the photo I mean he's probably had some work done than he did like during the show I feel like he's one of those guys that'll never age though he's probably in his 50s now no he's actually he's in his mid 40s he's not as old as you might think oh okay he's born in 74 well still 10 years from now he's gonna look the same oh yeah possibly there you go that's my that's my prediction okay so Mary with Children any other um those are the only Comments, ones he notes. he also mentioned in Living Color should count, but as we mentioned, I think on the show, not a sitcom. It's a it's we a we did talk about Living Color. It's a sketch it's comedy. It's a sketch comedy show. Good show. Ex- However, extremely influential. That that count. was must see TV on Sunday night for me on Fox. Yeah, I watched every episode, even after well after Jump the Shark, when they had that that Korean guy on there or whatever. It wasn't Bobby Lee, but I feel like it was someone like Bobby Lee. Um, as one of the leads. I mean, I only watched the first few seasons. Damon well, I watched Wayans, it all the way to the bitter end. don't play that. Watched many of those. That yeah. Jim Carrey, Keenan Ivory Wayans, Damon Wayans, Kim Wayans, all the Wayans. Um, <laughs> yeah, when the younger Wayans, the ones who made like the movies, like when they were Sean on, and I Marlon. stopped watched stopped watching. Yeah, it was point. it was definitely less funny than when they became featured featured players, but. Uh, classic show. Feature Nothing players. but respect. <laughs> that's what they call it. I know. It just seems funny because like, that seems very formal for that show. Featuring yeah. Marlon Wayans as one of the top players. Anyway. Um, okay. Did we, did, didn't you mention we had some other feedback? Twitter or something? Uh, there was another Twitter comment. It was basically just about one of the earlier shows. It wasn't really a question. Uh, uh, just how like, great it is. <laughs> more or less. Just say that. Okay, more or less. Fair enough. You don't have to read it. That's fine. Um, you guys are the best. Keep up the good work. Thank you. Uh, and again, you can hit us up Twitter. So one of, underscore bro <laughs> underscore pod. So one of my former, I'll just tell you, one of my former coworkers. Yeah. 
said uh, her takeaway was to ditch her Jeep for a Nissan to get that dope free on up the ass feature, which I guess is something that you said that I don't really remember. What? <laughs> I think what we were talking about air conditioned seats, free on up the ass feature. Oh, that yeah. Like something you would My say. rental car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you've never experienced the AC in the seats, you got to try it at least once. Yeah, because we were talking about how what, what the material must be like so that you could feel the, the AC going up your asshole. I remember that. That was pretty funny. <laughs> ah, that was a long time ago. That was a long, that was oh, an old episode. Yeah, I don't remember um, that at all. Yeah, most of the comments, was... I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But please continue to send them in because we will, we will yeah. feature them as part of the show. Hit us up. The underscore bro underscore pod. You can, you can remind us of things that we forgot we said. Yeah, many things we forgot we said. I think that's the uh, the handle for both Twitter and Instagram. And then yes. the bro pod network at gmail.com for uh, any questions you want to email us. Yeah, send, send the Just email put that out recently. So if we get if we if we compile enough questions, we might do an entire episode. Oh, yeah, a mailbag episode. Be a lot That'd easier. be great. Mailbag episode. That's I mean, great. We, that could be a good three hours if we have four questions. Oh, we'll, yeah, we'll split that up into <laughs> many, many episodes for sure. Um, okay, so uh, coming up on an hour here, so got two other topics, one of which I'm going to have to play this first, play the audio, and then we'll just talk about it. So we'll pretend that I just played it. And and now here to perform the American National Anthem, please welcome our Galaxy Social Night Contest winner, the tiny but mighty seven-year-old singer from Los Angeles, Malaya Emma Chandragwijaya. Can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we held at the twilight's last gleaming whose bright stripes and bright stars through the paradise Now we're going to talk about it. So, uh, 
I'm not even going to try to pronounce this little girl's last name. There was a seven-year-old... We'll say Malia, I think is her first name. Yeah. Malia Emma. Uh, look it up on YouTube. Malia, M-A-L-E-A, Emma, singing the National Anthem. Just look it up on YouTube. She sang at the LA it. Galaxy soccer game. Yeah, she sang at a soccer She's game, I guess, Indonesian, recently. Indonesian, I believe, and has quite a few letters in her last name. That's her why last name is... That's why we're not, pro- not attempting to pronounce I'm not it. Even try. So, now that you've just heard it, because I just played it, uh, the way it, you're you're right. You mentioned you put here in the agenda to watch the entire thing because you're right. At first, first of all, even in the first few bars, I'm like, damn, this girl can really sing. Yeah, like, she's got pipes, especially for a seven year old. Like I feel for like a most seven year old, like, even if you can carry a tune, you don't usually have that kind of like not able to belt it like that. So. Uh, so that that was my first comment is that she really has a strong voice. I I'm curious what she's going to sound like when she's like 15 or 20 especially and she's had training and she's built it up even stronger. She must have an incredible diaphragm. But she's more the second than thing is 4 feet tall. Right. Cuz she's 7 right now. The the crazy part was to me though the, my other two comments. The first one is um that you knew she was a child because she still said like the stars bursting in like or, not the stars <laughs> bursting in air, whatever it was. Like she still like had that kind of kid like quality to some of the words in the Star Spangled Banner she was singing, which was funny. But obviously the highlight, and I don't, I can't remember what the line was, but she like did this guttural like deep. She does the total like rock singer hey, voice. Yeah. <laughs> like she gets into it. She leans into it, gives a little growl on some of the she vocals. She does. That part is amazing. And the, funny, the funniest part, and I didn't even, I showed it to a coworker, and she pointed out to me this because I missed it the first time through, is she even at some point puts her hand up in the air when she's like going through different octaves a oh, la really? Christina Aguilera <laughs> and all these other that. like soulful singers are like, well, ah! You know, like hitting different notes and different. Yeah, different she gets she gets stuff, high right? on the last note. She goes way way into the head voice there. She goes falsetto. A seven year old does falsetto. It was insane. It was, but it was incredibly well done. There was only a very small portion of the beginning that was pitchy at all. Yeah, she she's hit every a, note. She was a little pitchy in the beginning, but yeah, you're right. For the most part, she hit but all she, the notes, and she, you know, she's singing in front of I don't know twenty or thirty thousand people. That's yeah pretty impressive of course. maybe she just didn't like the moment she wasn't she wasn't uh conscious enough to sort of be overwhelmed by the moment right. maybe to you know be, what i mean to like be nervous i would be but yeah <laughs> but you're right at seven you're you're just uh, you know you're just out there doing what you love and the other thing is i would think again seven-year-old in front of all those people what do most kids do when they get nervous what do a lot of adults do when they get nervous they speed up and they say it really fast but no she stayed on beat the whole time yeah, she, she hit every word. She clearly had she practiced every note. it many times. And I yeah. think she had practiced the the growl part of it, too, which, again, my favorite part yeah. of it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Because I was watching, I was like, yeah, this is good. And then she did that, and I was like, oh, <laughs> it's on. That's amazing. And she did it twice. She yeah. did it twice. The first one, everybody was like, whoa, because like, no one was expecting it. And then she did it again later in the song, and it was uh, – that was badass. That was a good performance, so – Again, we played it for you. You guys heard it here, but you can watch the video. Uh, just look up Malia Emma National Anthem, and it'll if you pop just look up, up National YouTube Anthem search. Kid, I'm sure you can find it. Yeah, national. Yeah, seven year old Asian girl singing National Anthem soccer game. Whatever, it'll come. She up. has a Twitter account um, too. You can uh, see some of her other stuff. Are you serious? Yeah, I looked at has it she briefly. Done anth- she's done anthems. 
elsewhere? No, but they have her singing actually a Christina Aguilera song on there. I mean, oh. most most of the really? Twitter postings were like repostings of different outlets showing her singing right. the national anthem. And then she has some modeling sure. photos before that, and I started feeling creepy looking at a seven-year-old's modeling picture, so I just stopped That's looking at it. very bizarre. Well, looking at a seven-year-old's <laughs> Twitter is probably your first mistake. Well, it's run, It's run. I mean, it's listed as run by her parents. It's not like she's not posting. Right. But it just felt weird I, looking I at pictures know. of a seven-year-old that I don't know. Yeah, I understand. I get it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, check that out. That was uh, That was some dope shit for sure. Glad we found that one. Um, and then... Is this is this today? This last item? Here? Uh, I think it was yesterday. This or week. Yesterday. This the week. Fresh All Prince right, so... of Bel Air, Big Willie style. That's right. Will Smith. He's the DJ. I'm the rapper. Turned fifty. Fifty years old. Fifty years old. And he decided I mean... to. Did you did you happen to see the clip of him? Did I see what? Did say you see the clip of? Uh... Will Smith. So he he jumped into his fifties. He bungee jumped off a helicopter over the Grand Canyon. <laughs> oh my God! I feel like Will Smith has stuff. gotten to the point of being so famous now he just kind of does stuff because he has a lot of money he can do whatever he wants. Because <laughs> he might as well. Yeah, he, like he. I can't uh, blame him for that. He did a a Drake in my feelings video where he climbed up a bridge in Budapest and danced on top of it and had like a drone filming him. He has a great Instagram. Wow. You should check out his Instagram. <laughs> Just because he's, I was like, yeah, of course. Like this dude is a fucking film crew following him around to do this little like social video. Just because he's like killing time. Oh, so he did it just for Instagram. Yeah, I think so. No, not the not crazy. the bungee jump thing. I think that. No, the 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 Budapest. Yeah. That's pretty wild. But yeah. Uh, no, I did not. I see mean, that. we've obviously been fans of his since the '80s. 80s? Yes, late the 80s. mid 80s. Yeah. Um, and happy birthday. Happy birthday to Will Smith, DJ Jazzy Jeff, and the one and only Fresh Prince. 50 I, years old. I saw he and it's crazy though. DJ Jazzy Jeff were celebrating together. He said, "I'm not gonna." Jeff said, "I'm not gonna make the jump with you, but I'm wishing you the best." And then later he did the <laughs> jump. I feel like Jeff's a few years older than he. Than he Will very Smith. well could be. I think that's right. Yeah. But it's funny, I not long ago, probably when we, because we talked about DJ Jeff and the Fresh Prince on a show a couple months back, um, and shortly after that show, I looked up Jazzy Jeff, like I went to his website or something, and he still, like, travels around, does shows, like DJ's shows, he's about twice the size that he was on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but... He's not that um, big. Uh, he, he's, I mean, I, I guess everybody plops up when they go from their you know, late 20s, early 30s, yeah, into their he just, 50s. He just doesn't but... look fat to me. He might be a little thicker, but... Yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, but he's still he's still out there grinding, man. Yeah. Doing the thing. Wrecking the wheels Doing the steel. damn thing. Yeah, I mean, Will is obviously a lot more famous. Always was. And yeah. probably a lot wealthier, but Jazzy Jeff is, is doing well for himself. Got some solo albums out there, I think. Some remix tapes or some shit. I don't know. He's getting it done. He's just making stuff up now that he's doing. No, I feel like that. I feel like that's accurate. I could be wrong, but it seems like something he would do. So, um, but anyway, so yeah, Will Smith turns fifty. Happy birthday, Will! One love from the Bro Pod Network. Bro Pod with Scott and Todd. You know, what's good.
Oh, is that a picture? Yes. He looks old in that picture. Will Smith looks old in that picture, I should say. I think it's because they both have their heads shaved. They do both have their heads shaved, that's correct. By the way, your mic is sounding like crap right now, so... It's doing what? You can't hear it? No, I can hear it. It's just... No, it sounds like total crap. Um, I think that's just yours. That's our connection. I don't think it's my connection, but we'll see. (laughs) We'll see on the recording. It's good that we're talking about it now, so people are like, what the hell is wrong with Todd's mic? Oh, Scott heard it too. Anyway... Um, so that's all we had. Yep. What's that? What's that? Nothing. I got nothing. Oh. Okay. You got nothing else going on. That's good. Um, I mean, we're, we're so that's a, all we had on the... Uh, an hour uh-huh. six. We're good. An hour five, an hour six. An hour five, an hour six? Yeah. We're at an hour. At 60... Oh, at an hour. Plus minutes. We're good. Gotcha. Okay. I'm talking to a robot. That's what it sounds like, so I can understand what you were saying. It's totally the connection. Your connection. I hope so. I hope it sounds good when the recording comes through. It's not going to. Anyway, so... Yeah, don't do that. Um, so, <laughs> there's a ghost in the machine, but that's good Good timing, because the show's pretty much over. So, uh, yeah, that does it for September... September 26, 2018, Bro Pot Scott and Todd brought to you by Jello Puddin' Pops with the Kyles. Good luck behind bars, enjoying your Jello, as Todd called it, instead of Jello. Uh, we wish you well. I know you can't see us. You know, we're coming up so on many our, jokes. our yearly, our year, first year anniversary of doing these shows. Again, That's right. we have not posted all of them, but because, That's as you great. said, the early shows point. were garbage, but. Yeah, we started posting here. I can tell you exactly. That's a that's a well, very according to the show topics. Posting. The first show was ten twenty three. Seems weird that we would have right. done it that day, but uh, so we started. But in terms of when we started posting shows, the first show, if you go to our anchor or our website, bropodnetwork.com, the first actually sh- actual show that was posted was from April twelfth. But we started recording back almost six months before that. Um, <laughs> Almost exactly six months before that. So, uh, a lot of those I have edited and will be posted at some point. I'm just trying to catch all the way up. Uh, There should be two more episodes coming up this next Monday. And then if I do that, two more episodes again the next Monday, we will be fully caught up. Boom. There's no reason I wouldn't be able to do that. So I don't don't uh, know. You you said those old episodes are bad. I don't know if we need to. Well, and again, I don't know that I'll post all of them, but I might, you know, I'll look through them and. There's got to be some gems in there. Maybe I'll just... I don't, wanna, I don't even want to say Yeah, why don't you cut them down and do a best of collection? <laughs> no, I'm not... No, that's not going to happen. Um, we'll see. We'll see what it sounds like. Once we set up our Patreon page, we have we can hire an editor and we can get that person to do that. Right. Once we get Patreon set up, that'll be the special treat that you get the as a Patreon supporter. Is you get to hear the dog shit from you our early days. The garbage episodes. <laughs> yeah the things we should have gotten rid of and I did not delete for some insane reason. So stay tuned for that. Uh, anyway, in the meantime, hit us up, send us an email, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Ask us a question. We'll do an FAQ show coming up here. Tweet at us too. You can do that too or send us a comment. You can direct yeah. message us on Instagram. Yeah, for those of you that can't understand the computer known as Todd, the underscore bro underscore pod on the Twitter and the IG. We also have a Facebook page, in case you don't know. I think Todd recently blasted it out to all of his friends. I did. Maybe he didn't. I just saw a few additional likes. So that's good. Uh, spread the word. 
spread the message and uh, like, share, Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, whatever. BroPod Network, BroPod with Scott and Todd. You know how to find us. Keep it locked. So until next week, kids. Peace. See ya.